Hey, welcome to the Center of the Saint. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Allison Kane. We just finished our tour of Thessalonians, and we are finding ourselves pondering these questions ourselves, actually. Hmm. What do the seasons of life look like? And for lack of a better word, we're using the term seasons. Yeah. Stages. Uh, phases. Get, phases. Intervals. We didn't really find a good synonym. We're if sticking you, with seasons. If you have one, let us know. Yeah, Message us. Definitely. And there, we kind of narrowed it down. I mean, not just life. I think life stages are different, right? This isn't about the stages that we go through in life, right? right. Like newly married or young children, empty nester. It, this is about the seasons that we experience in our relationship with the Heavenly Father. Yes. And these seasons can um, progress quickly. Or not. Or not. They can really <laughs> drag out sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so um, because we are um, who we are, we only have three seasons. Right. Because we like to keep it simple around here. That's right. That's right. So we narrowed it down to three mountaintop which is when you're just so feeling just so close to the Lord and you just it's just bubbling out of you right and it's such a good feeling and then there are those times where you're just super super low in a valley you're going through some uncomfortable times some challenges some trials whatever and then there's that season of rest Mm. where you're kind of feeling like you should be doing more a little idle, what's yeah. going on. Sometimes we can question our relationship with the Lord when we're in that season of rest. And so those are our three. Yeah. I think for me, um, the mountaintop season is actually the scariest. Mm, interesting. Because have you ever had that dream where you're falling? And Yes. Yeah. So I feel like when I'm in the mountaintop, I am waiting for the fall. Oh, yeah. Right. We know it's coming. Yeah, and and I think, you know, I fall pretty quick off that mountaintop. <laughs> it is a it is so incredible to have that mount. I I do experience that. I my most um, the most anxious I am is when I'm in my season of rest, mm. which is weird, right? Because I'm thinking I'm always like, oh, I should be doing more. Oh, what's around the corner? Is it the mountaintop or is it the valley? Um, I should be doing this. Why am I not feeling the mountaintop or the valley? Uh, God, are you there? You know, I'm sort of having this um, identity crisis and all that season of rest. Like I'm just like revved up and I need to be resting. Yeah. And just letting the Lord just pour his, that rest and that grace and peace over me. And I have to really practice and try so hard to quote rest in that time. Yeah, I think it would be good for us to um, talk about, as we're even saying seasons, I'm like, this just sounds so bizarre. So (laughs) narrowing down what those three seasons look like, and what might be happening in your life and what you might be feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know they talk about storms in church. So this would be similar to talking about a storm in church. Mm -hmm. But if you're not from church, you know, I didn't grow up in church. That sounds real weird. Yeah, a storm. Yeah, there's a storm coming, a storm. and we're not talking about the hurricane. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's start in the valley. Okay. Let's start at the bottom and work our way to the top. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, 
So the storms, the valleys, those are the challenges. Whether the challenges are trials, the sin, the yuck of life, right? The things that we want to quickly work through, the things that are uncomfortable, um, whether we have put ourselves there by making an improper choice or sometimes someone throws you into that. Like if your husband decides one day that he's he's leaving you, yeah, then you are thrown into that storm. Like you're thrown into that ditch, right? You did not choose it, uh, but you still have to live through it and work through it. Or if your child goes off the rails. Yes. Um, sometimes your, um, and we'll talk about this in another podcast, but sometimes your valley is created when you realize I actually can only control myself. Yeah. And I don't have control over anybody else around me. And that is a terrifying realization. That control was really just an illusion. Yeah. Oh, I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. And um, I think definitely over the past six months, we've all felt a lack of control about so many things going on in our lives um, with how we shop and the economy um, with COVID and not only that, but the schools and our kids' education and just everything has felt so um, turned upside down. Yeah, but the good thing about the Valley is we tend to draw Well, we do one of two things. Either we draw really close to God Mm -hmm. or we completely shut him out. Yeah. We just disengage. Yeah. And so sometimes when you disengage from God in the valley, it feels really good because you don't want to know. You want to pretend everything's okay and you create this little bubble. And that is a very dangerous place to be. It is. And sometimes you just get really angry and defiant. And you're just like, yeah, well, if this is where you have me, fine. And I am just shutting that door to you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, we can um, turn anger towards God. Uh, We can, some people even disown him at this point in their lives. That's right. And they're still there. They never get over it. Yeah. Which is um, really sad, but we'll also talk in another podcast that, It's never too late to turn back to God. Absolutely. And honestly, if you think back to all the times where you've had challenges and you're honest with yourself, um, there are so many things that we learn during that time. We learn uh, our faith grows so much deeper, our trust in the Lord so much stronger. And I know we've mentioned before with our past experiences, you know, it's like it's so hard to see clearly when I call it you're in the middle of the tornado right and the cows and the houses and everything are just spinning all around you you cannot see clearly (laughs) at that time (laughs) I'm just imagining the cows yeah (laughs) flying by your windows like North Carolina you probably don't have cows if you're living in Florida or something that's right (laughs) but you should but you should um but when the tornado stops and you are able to take a look at what's left behind, then you are able to see see more clearly what the fruit or what the positive things were that you're able to glean from those experiences. And I pray I never forget them. That is one of my things. I'm like, dear Lord, please never let me forget the lesson I learned in this. So I don't ever have to repeat it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I find myself during the hard valleys, I 
tend to be like come into myself a lot. I will shut a lot of people out. I will shut down from the outside world because I really need to process this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because I don't, you know, want other people involved. I just don't have the energy. I agree. I, I mean, I, I react the same way and I think everybody responds differently, but I think we also all have very similar responses to things depending on, you know, where you are in your faith and family and that sort of thing. But I know that I can just become a recluse (laughs) and I'm very outgoing and love to be around people, but I find that I need a lot more just alone time. And I would definitely say that I'm coming, I have been coming out of that valley um, and I'm into that period of rest. Gotcha. Yeah. And so when you're in, so as we transition into that next phase of rest, it can be really uncomfortable because it's, it's not one or the other. It's not one extreme or the, or the other. It's just this rest. Like you're just, I almost feel as if I'm floating adrift out on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Do you feel like God put you in time out a little bit? Like, um, you need to pause, go to recess. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable a lot of times, not sometimes, a lot. And I have to, I know he has to keep me here longer than a lot of people because I have to work through that period of rest and be okay with it and then embrace it. So probably if you are a people pleaser, an overachiever, um, a doer by nature, this is a really uncomfortable season for you. Yes. I mean, you think about it, everything in your life, uh, in our lives has kind of disappeared and blown up, right? I mean, we're not volunteering, we're not going to work like we used to, we're not going to our workout facilities. Y'all don't let her fool you because she somehow has figured out how to volunteer for the PTA from home. Girl, (laughs) you are a legend. (laughs) Well, I have to do something productive. You know, I've, I've gone to, I've knitted an Afghan, I've, um, done a paint by number. Now I'm working on needlepoint and teaching myself how to do that. I have to do something creative, (laughs) but I promise I'm resting too. Um, But I think figuring, finding in that uncomfortable space, the, the comfort of that and, and relishing in it. Mm. I think for some of us, it's easier than others, but it's so important and it's such, um, a beautiful image of how much our God loves us and how he just desires for us to have this. Like it just, I love that he wants us to rest. Is it kind of like a Sabbath? It is like, like that seventh day, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's just a longer period. It's like Sunday for three months straight. (laughs) It's like Groundhog Day, but Sunday. And at first that makes me really uncomfortable. But then you kind of get into a pattern, you know, and it's like, okay. And what do you think? You know, I know that when I'm in my trials, God is helping me to grow stronger faith. Yeah. Um, and teaching me through my trials, you know, giving me more foundation of who he is and I'm living it out. So when you're in the rest period... What is it that you think God is doing at that point? Just letting you breathe? Is he letting you pour into other people? Is he just letting you sit there idly? What do you think? What I've learned is he is teaching me. He's teaching us 
I believe, one of the most important things that he tries to get through in Scripture that is so difficult for us to believe is people walking around in the flesh. And it's, I love you just as you are. Mm. There is nothing that you can do or succeed in or accomplish or check off that will make me love you more Mm. because I adore you. Just as you are. Just as you are. Mm. Um, and that, I mean, it brings tears to my eyes and I think it is so challenging for us to accept that. Um, there's, because the world is so different. It goes against, it is countercultural and it goes against everything that we see, you know, in this world where you're always trying to earn, um, the likes or the next stage of, you know, your job or career or salary advancement or whatever it is, um, a bigger house, you know, a beach, an extra house, uh, a new car, there always is something more. And so it feels as if we're always striving in some way. But God is like, you don't have to strive. For so me. that's interesting. And I'm as you're talking, I'm wondering, do you think that part of that temperament has to do with the fact you grew up in a church? Because you always grew up knowing God. Mm. And probably don't remember what it was like when you came to God. You didn't come to God broken in a mess where when I found God and when I finally accepted God, I was nothing. Like I had already been broken down to nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, it was just a different experience for me. You know, so interesting that you say that. My husband and I have actually talked about this before um, because it's these really cool stories that people have, like how they didn't grow up in the church and then this happened, but they had this amazing God moment and the Lord, they just felt the Lord and they just turned over a new leaf and, um, and we're kind of like, Oh, we're so boring. Like you're almost jealous. jealous, You know, I mean, not that I haven't messed up and there's a lot of baggage, I promise. (laughs) But it's almost as if it's like, I don't, have one of those stories. I just did always know the Lord. Now, that's not to say that, um, and I'm grateful for that. It's not to say that I didn't sit him on a shelf right. at certain times in my life and then have to come back and still feel shame and guilt that I had to release um, to come back into that I felt like I needed to come back into his favor, which was all me, not mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's such an interesting thing. Yeah. Like I feel like when I showed up, I had nothing to offer. And so he just accepted me. Now, don't get me wrong. I did fall into that little trap where I felt like I was checking boxes at some point and that made me a good, good, perfect little Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did fall into that good deeds for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, But that was real tiring. So I couldn't do it anymore. Word. (laughs) Sorry, people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about you. That's right. That's right. And I think that you know, those deeds and those times when we've worked through those trials and we've had that rest, then we come out and we often experience those, the next, that sort of other phase we're talking about, that mountaintop. What does that look like? I really am struggling with the thought that I've had a mountaintop, but I'm sure I have. I just spend a lot of time in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm afraid of heights. Maybe. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I, and I think 
when you're when you consider the mountaintop, I often I, I think a lot of times the highest peak of those mountaintops is when you first become a believer. Mm. I don't mm. know. Maybe that's, you know, and then other times maybe you experience those super high moments when the Lord has just shown up and shown off for you in incredible ways and um, or answered a prayer. Um, and you've seen your own little personal miracle of someone being healed or restored a marriage that's brought back together from being, being broken or a child that's come home from mm-hmm. being prodigal. Um I think that is why I enjoy speaking now Mm -hmm. is because I have my own little mountaintop experience with the Lord when I do that, because it is so out of my comfort zone and it is so unnatural for me to get up and speak to people because I, you know, I never wanted to do that, that I know it's all the Lord and he is carrying me and I feel closer to him in those moments where I know it's all him and not me. Oh, you're on the mountaintops. You're closer to heaven. I love it. (laughs) So, so do you think the mountaintop is when you feel like God is closest to you? No, no. I think it's when we feel like we just are like, we're, we're jamming with him. Right. And we're just on this high of, oh my gosh, my God can do anything. Mm. He, he always can, but we're not always focused on that. And for me, like the mountaintop, like you're just focusing on how incredible our God is, how compassionate, you know, I love what, um, out of Daniel five, it says, God who holds your life breath in his hand and who controls the whole course of your life. Like you are just praising him and in awe of him. And we should, we should always feel like that. But yeah. I think there are those moments in the mountaintop where you're just, it's overwhelming mm. and so just present constantly. And you're in that time. Interesting. You're just bringing um, to mind something. And I I heard this podcast one time. I listened to a lot of um, like mental health podcasts and that sort of thing. And uh, one of the podcasts, the guy said... Um, he had a very traumatic childhood. Well, no, I don't think this was traumatic. Maybe this guy's was actually. He had a very traumatic childhood. And so in order to cope, he stopped allowing what was happening to him to affect him emotionally. So he cut his emotions off. Oh. But the problem is when you do that, oftentimes you forget how to feel all the emotions. And so you don't get the mountaintops. You don't get... Oh. the full amount of happiness and joy. And I think as you're speaking, I don't allow myself to really embrace them. And I've been working on it a little bit when I, that came to my mind that, oh gosh, that is who I am. I don't celebrate. Um, I don't celebrate well. I don't, I'm not very sentimental, um, but it's because I have cut those emotions off, which is just interesting. So I'm like, do I have mountaintops? I'm sure I do. <laughs> But I think my mountaintops for me are more in the valley when I'm overcoming something. That's just weird to even say that. It's almost like the valley is your comfortable place. Yes, ma'am. Because mm-hmm. I know that God and I are working through it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you expect that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you mentioned before that when you're in the mountaintop, you're just, you're more anxious and fearful 
you're letting the fear and the um, anxiety steal your mountaintop experience because you're waiting for the vat to fall into the valley again. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's common for all of us too. You're not mm-hmm. alone. Oh, good. Because I was like, you're not oh alone. Oh my gosh, you guys, we just had an epiphany. It wasn't a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Send help. I, I think, you know, I, I've had times like that and I'm like, wow, everything is going so well. What is going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> when is the crap going to hit the fan? Um, but, I, you know, that is what, that is why being in his word and prayer to, uh, you know, is so important because we can't allow those things, the fear and the anxiety to steal our joy. Because that makes Satan so happy. There ain't nothing gonna steal my joy. I love it. That is oh, a fun song. It is a good one. Yeah. But that's hard. It it's is. hard to overcome. And it's not an easy formula. And I think sometimes, depending on what's going on, it's easier than others. But that's when we give ourselves grace and we cling to the Lord more. And yeah. so maybe, you know, unlike most people clinging to the Lord more in those those valley experiences, some of us may need to cling to him more in the mountaintop experiences, which seems counterintuitive, but Mm -hmm. we may need to cling to him more in mountaintop so that we can savor and enjoy um, that moment without the fear of what may be to come next. Mm, Girl, that was for me. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I'm excited to make this transition because we are going to do a podcast next week and we are going to talk about um, when has your life been too much? Is it possible that you can out God's grace and mercy? Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. So I feel like this is a good time just thinking about the valleys and, you know, the past and um, that's probably a struggle I have. So, well, we, we hope you'll join us next week. Yeah. Thanks for being with us today on The Center and the Saint, and we hope you'll listen in next week. Have a good one.